This podcast is meant to start important conversations about medical health. In no way is this to replace a face-to-face discussion with your healthcare professional. Welcome to How's It Hanging? This is your host, Paul Nelson. We're broadcasting from the heart of Midtown Manhattan. Our question today comes from a guy named John, age 38. He says, our sex life is in a rut. We're doing the same thing every time. How can I spice things up without freaking out my wife? How can I introduce more adventure? Great question, John. Thank you. Here's where I start with virtually all my patients. Nobody taught any of us how to have sex. We all learned how to have sex from teenage boys and porn. And so we all think good sex is a sequence. Uh, we make out, I play with boobs, I go down on that person, they go down on me, I stick it in, they come, I come there, that's good sex. And as long as I do that the rest of my life, we're doing it right. And the sad thing is, yet it's another lie we've been told about sex. So getting the idea that sex is just two people having fun playing with each other's bodies is where we need to start. However, I understand people need a little bit of how-to, a little bit of instruction. The guest we have today solved this in a brilliant way. He wrote a book called Fifty Shades of Curious. I really wanted to introduce you to Bo Blaze. He's an expert in getting people talking, getting people playing, and giving people good instructions on exactly where do you start playing, because we all need help. So welcome our guest, Mr. Bo Blaze, author of Fifty Shades of Curious. You can get it on Amazon. He's an expert educator for the BDSM and kink world and especially great with beginners. Thank you. I'm still I'm still sort of at the how they're hanging name. That was I, I was my gosh, Paul, what are you doing? No, it's uh, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. And uh, yeah, it, I'm I'm thrilled to be here. I think you and I have had a long-term love affair. We, yeah. we, yes, we yes. love we love each other. So yeah. So a little background, which I think is fascinating, uh, is I for several years I taught classes to sex therapists uh, and people who wanted to be sex therapists, and it was an introduction to all facets of sex that even sex therapists have biases, and we try to help them work through it. And we help them work through them by exposing them to you know polyamorous people or, or the trans population or whatever. <coughs> And we went to Bo for helping people understand what's going on in the world known as kink or BDSM. And I'm going to have Bo explain the difference. But um, Bo opened the world of body play and kink and BDSM to sex therapists, and it rocked their world and changed their whole perspective. Took people who were scared, scared little 50-year-old ladies of going to this dungeon of all these scary people, and they left total converts after Bo flogged them. And they had the most amazing night of their life. It was a lot of fun. It was definitely, I have to say that those shows, or whatever you would we called them, right? They were yeah. the immersives or whatever, were some of my favorite teaching uh, days ever. Uh, they, it was just wow. thrilling because we were teaching other teachers. Right. You know, we're teaching right. other therapists. And... And it is amazing how somebody could be a professional sex educator uh-huh. and still have those, you know, preconceived notions of what BDSM is yeah. or that, you know, that it's, uh, 
you know, people who are non-consensually smacking each other around, and yeah. it really can't be further from the truth for the people who are real. Okay, exactly. Right. There certainly are people in every place in this world that do things non-consensually and need to be shunned, but the BDSM world is really it's really about connecting. Yeah. Interesting bit of data. There was a study just a couple of years ago that of all the population groups. The BDSM crowd has the highest satisfaction in their sex life. And it comes from, I think it comes from the idea that it's about communication, asking for what you want, getting what you want, and it's all done with consent, and we know what we're going to do, and I'm going to do what you want me to do. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't surprise me because uh, we're probably the only group in the world that spends, you know, an hour class on how to communicate. You know, there's a whole chapter in my book about my three-point communication <laughs> plan, you know. So, yeah, we, uh, we, we like to say a lot that, uh, that you would find a lot less divorce in this world if vanilla people, non-people who are, quote, kinky, uh, would, would do some of those classes with each other and learn to talk and communicate with each other. Right. And the idea that these are skills that you learn. Absolutely. Yeah. Skills. And, and it's, I think it's funny, we, we talk, I, I talk to patients about sex, nobody taught anyone how to have sex, and so they just imitate porn, yep. but the fact is, learning how to have sex is developing a set of skills, and when you have skills, it's like an arsenal to draw on, for like, oh, I want to play with somebody, this is, I now have 47 different ways to play with this body, that I feel comfortable, I'm good at, I know I can, this is what... I want to induce a tickle or a giggle or a, a, a scream or a startle, or that's what I do. And, um, and so the idea of this is a, you teach skills. Yeah, and I think I would be careful almost to say that people don't need to get even that nervous that we need skills, right? Like, in other words, everybody can be dominant or submissive. With, they've got a brain and a hand that's good enough. Right. And, okay, the, and, and the thing is that, yes, you're just a dominant who doesn't use a single tail whip or a flogger or a this. You're a dominant who uses their hand right now. Right. And that's just as acceptable or it doesn't make you any lesser of a of a quote dom that you're confident in yourself that, oh, yeah, I don't know that much yet, but I really enjoy blank. Right. You know, right. and that's and that's really that's really the bottom line. I can't help but notice you just left out the word penis in that. That that you're dumb, and you 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 don't focus on genitals much at all in this. No, field. no. I mean, there's dominant of all genders, and, right? And in between, but, but, yeah. So it's not about guys being dominant. It's about guys not being dominant with their penis or using their penis to be dominant. It's about using anything and just being dominant, just being right. Yeah, a lot of times, to be honest with you, BDSM is thought of um, incorrectly where sometimes there's no sex involved. There's just feeling. There's just working with uh, with power and mm-hmm. dynamics. I mean, there's all different kinds of things that are under the BDSM umbrella, mm-hmm. right? And, and we have tons of different types of people. You have people, yes, who want to play dominant and submissive. And uh, then you have people who want to serve. All they right. want to do is be of service to mm-hmm. somebody. No sex, no touching even, necessarily, right? right? So... It's really a lot of different things under that umbrella, mm-hmm. and it's all about just getting your needs met and finding somebody right. who's interested in doing that with right. you. 
Would you quickly, uh, right at the beginning of our thing, I want to make sure we go over, we hear about the initials BDSM. Would you talk about what those mean? Sure. Uh, BDSM is bondage and discipline, okay. sadomasochism, but in the middle, we have a very tricky BDSM, DS is dominance and submission. Okay. So it's, it's like three, three, three activities yeah. overlaid on each other. Exactly. Just, and, and again, it's still very, it's a loose phrase that's been around for a long time. Really, as I said, BDSM is very inclusive to, you know, just about anything. And kink is sort of the big umbrella word, even bigger than BDSM. Are they completely interchangeable or are they little shift of meaning? Things have changed a lot over the years. And one of the things I always say is one of our biggest problems in, in this world and every world is is the words we use, you know. Uh, those are very... It's very hard if we're not speaking the same language, mm -hmm. right? So um, people uh, tend to get hung up on those words and not the actual actions. Okay, I just totally lost my place. Sorry. So I see you were I see you were doing cuts, so I will do one. Just run the question one more time. So, uh, oh, oh the, the word kink. Oh, sorry. Uh, Got it. Kink versus BDSM, are they totally interchangeable, or do you have a shifting meaning from one to the other? Um, as I said before, kink is, is at one point, meant different things. Okay. Now, uh, I think a lot of times you do see kink and BDSM being uh, the same, meaning the same thing. Uh, but that's a big problem in this world is that uh, a lot of people uh, have, uh, speak different languages, basically. Right, right. right. In other words, one thing for you means something different to me. In New York, back in the day, let's say 10 years ago, uh, kink meant more people who would go out and party and wear latex and, and okay. do BDSM, maybe. Okay. But the kink scene was a little more that way, and the BDSM was a little more lifestyle. I think over the years, people have, okay. have have kind of just made them mean the same. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and the idea is, I mean, what I thought was so funny, I, 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 the next morning after a bunch of these sex therapists went and spent an evening with your people, they came back and this lady raised her hand and she said, I don't get it. Nobody was having sex. And I thought it was so fascinating. I thought, what? Here's, here's a sex therapist whose definition of sex was still tied to a penis and a vagina. Yeah. I'm like... They were having crazy wild sex. It just didn't involve genitals. There was the essence of the BDS, of this whole thing is there is an exchange of sexual energy, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. If that's what you want, I mean, <laughs> I will say that there probably are people who are strictly a sadist or a masochist, and and that their need is to have pain. They're really not interested in in connecting. That's very minor. I wouldn't okay. say that you have a lot of those people. Honestly, those people may need to seek some therapy, really, too. I mean, okay. because they're, they really are not connecting, right? right they're right. just saying, I'm a piece of meat, hit me. And, and, and to be honest with you, not too many people would want that. No. Not, and you know, when I observe somebody, like in, in, when, when you hold these events, I look at the people. The people in the scene are incredibly connected. I mean, they are in tune with each other. It's all, to me, it seemed to be all about that connection, being in that moment with each other, which I'm like, hello, that's just good sex. Mm -hmm. And there's no rules, right? Like, in other words, you're not doing it wrong 
if you're not super connected, right? Okay. You're you're doing it right if you're happy and your partner or partners are happy. Okay. That's all that matters, right? Uh-huh. So, um, but yeah, I mean, because I think the people who are lifestyle and been doing this a long time, it's like an art for us. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's like we're we're creating something. I'm taking a little bit of what you're interested in mm-hmm. and a little bit of what I'm interested in, and I'm putting them together and I'm making something from that. Wow. I'm creating from that. So it is very much almost like like a living art well, installation. It sounds you know? like a lot of like whose line is it anyway? The the impromptu we're just creating something out of nothing yeah, right now, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So it's it's, it's just improv. It is a lot and and, and uh, you'll find that um, people who uh, when I've taught classes um, on people doing play acting type roles, right? Uh, I will give them some some uh, actual acting information I will explain to them because they're saying okay well I'm a I'm going to be the French maid and, and I'm going to be the man of the house <laughs> wait, you wait, know this is just improv you're right, right. It, it really is it's just improv so I've actually told people okay well acting is imaginary circumstance you know give them right. the, the whole actual uh, thing that actors are told because yeah. you want people to just Play. Thank you. Oh, play. Unsolicited play. This is wonderful. We play at BDSM. We don't work at BDSM. And another big thing I think I'm sure you saw was that when people, I always say being new to BDSM is cruelly in opposition of each other, right? Like being new and into BDSM. Because especially if you want to be a dumb, well, you're supposed to know everything. Right. So and you know nothing. So it can be very stressful when you know nothing and you're supposed to know everything. Yes. Just like how many young men in our society Mm -hmm. are supposed to know everything about sex? Yes, absolutely. It's the very same thing. But so I think you saw that when you have new people, new people tend to be like, "Mm, I'm a dog. Right, right. Everybody watching. Okay. The more you do this, the more you realize it's just not necessary, right? right, right, and, right, and, right. You, and you relax, and you don't have to wear the perfect BDSM outfit, and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to say the perfect BDSM things. And, you know, you saw when I was teaching people and flogging them, I'm having a wonderful conversation with them, and we're like, okay, is, oh, this, yes, is yes. this good? Do you feel okay with that? Yes. You know? and there, was no, there was no silence for a minute. No, no, because we were, we were not, we didn't have a power dynamic in. We were we were demonstrating and we were taking the power dynamic out. Right. Okay. So there was no power there, and that's fine. And a lot of times when people are brand new in this, that's what we tell them: take the power out for a while. You two just hang just out. Play. Yeah. Say, hey, psh, how'd that feel? Oh, that hurt. Good hurt or bad hurt? Oh, good hurt. Okay, let me try this. Psh, you know. And the point being that you're you say, all right, great, no stress. We're going to take the yeah. power out for for a couple of times. Right. And that's a great and, way to find out what each other and, likes. And yeah. This is about being real, not about being fake. I mean, it's not putting on this persona of like I'm not going to be a dom. And, and no, it's just it's playing. It's it's being in the moment, being authentic in the moment. And do you like this? Do you like this? Great. If you do, we'll keep going. If you don't, we'll shift it. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. So, and even though it's, it's really interesting, that I think about that. We call it role play, yeah. and yet it should be very authentic role play. Being aware of what am I feeling right now with you in the moment. 
right? And role play is very interesting because most of the time we're doing some sort of role play. And, and I think you've probably, of course, I know you have, you've heard of safe words, right? right, and right, now, right. now I think the whole world's heard of safe words. But, <laughs> but the idea being... We really, uh, when people say, well, if you don't have a safe word, you can't play with anybody. Run away, run away. And I say, most of the time. But what I explain is, first you have to say, if, uh, if I say stop, will you stop? And if they say, yeah, then that's fine. Because the point is, what that's for is role play. In other words, if I'm going to role play, I want to be taken. I want to do consensual non-consent or I want right. just even just that power dynamic then no might be misunderstood right, ah, right. because we're role-playing so the thing is if we take the role play out in the beginning if we take the power out the role play out we take that all out and we just try stuff with each other now hey stop means hey stop <laughs> <laughs> okay, not that you shouldn't have a safe word if that's cool. I mean, if you yeah. want one, that's great. But I'm just saying, not everyone will necessarily hurt yeah. you because they may just not be into role play, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, I'll stop if you say right, stop." Right, right. I would love to do one quick thing. So let's say I've got my couple from suburban Connecticut or New Jersey. They've been married for ten or thirteen years. Sex is a little bit boring. I'm like, say, okay, okay, let's start playing with each other. Each, with each other's bodies. Let's just have fun. Unfortunately, that's sort of where I even, I'm like, okay, now give us an idea of what do we do. So if you like had two or three things to tell a couple, why don't you start with X? What would you tell a couple? Here's great entry-level play. What would you say? Well, <laughs> one of the things I say in my book that's a little overarching that whole conversation is to say that um, if you have a partner who's very nervous you know or mm -hmm. or many times let's say the typical uh the typical male that has you know always been like suck it in you know and they're you know the, i don't want to talk about that that's weird i don't talk about things near my butt i don't do that you know <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that person is is frightened okay right and one of the things that I find is the very greatest way to handle this kind of situation is get in bed with your partner and lightly masturbate them. Now, don't make them come. Mm -hmm. Just lightly masturbate them. That in itself, for a, a, a suburban couple, might be very unusual. So they're going to be in a very good mood at that point because you're lightly masturbating them, right? Okay. And uh, male or female. Right. But the idea is to make them feel good. Touchy, touchy, feel good, feel good. Uh, even if, uh, I say lightly masturbate because a lot of times, you know, people are even freaked out that you're touching them. You know, hey, what do you touch? Stop touching me, you know. Uh, but usually if you can work it into some light masturbation, then that's a, a, a yummy thing that people like. And my, my point is, uh, you'd be shocked at how willing to talk people are when they're being masturbated. Okay? Oh, so, that's so, where you have somebody who's like, I don't want to talk that, I don't want to talk, I want you to keep doing that. Um, so, tell me something you've always wanted to do in bed, but you never did it. Masturbate, masturbate, masturbate. So, the, the point is that you can ask people questions and give them 
a uh, start dialogues with them, and and they don't want you to stop. So you, they tend to be good with that, you know. Interesting. And, and so that's a good technique. That's a technique. That's, I use. that's cause, well. It, what comes to mind is instantly the idea that you know we often tell people have discussions about sex while you're not having sex. So there's yeah. not all this baggage. But in this way, that what you're talking is like, okay, we're having very lightweight energy sex, just right. masturbating. But we can talk about what we can be in the moment and not step yeah, out of the moment. when you're in bed, you're not always having sex. Of no, course. no. Rarely, actually. Uh, so the reality is um, just make your partner feel good, and then that's a good way in. And, but answering your your initial question, the, the I think anything that um, is, is touchy and... Um, you know, I, I used to before like tickling and and little kind of stuff, but but see for me and the reason I'm kind of like uh, I just really want to get people talking to each other, and I oh, know okay. it's very hard, right? Yeah, because. Um, because people sometimes just don't want to talk, and they have so much animosity built up over the years. Well, you said this, and uh, and I said this. Well, now I'm you can't get away with this because you did. Uh, my next book, if uh, when, when I write one, is going to be called "Getting on the Same Side of the Fence with Your okay. Partner." Okay, because the problem is people are actually against each other all the time. You married couple, it's like, well, you went out till twelve, so I'm going to go out to twelve, and I, I'm going to. And there's, you're not on the same side of the fence. You're actually adversarial, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess my point is, I want people to learn to talk to each other, to to try to find ways. And in my book, for example, my triangle of communication has various different things, uh, the three things being clear and consistent verbal communication, negotiation forms, mm -hmm. and homework. And negotiation forms are something that's amazing for people. You can go online, you can go on my website and get it. Uh, a form where you just have like a hundred different things that you might be interested in. You rate them one to five, right? Um, and that's, although sterile in some ways, mm -hmm. can be a huge part of a, a bigger picture where you have a partner who they'd never tell you that they want you to do this to them, but then they say something about it on there, mm -hmm. and now you know, well, that would be something they'd like to do. Interesting. And, and the reason I say it's so much is the communication is so important is, yes, you could try something. You could try little light things. You could try light spanking. You could try light role play. You could try so many things. But if you don't ask the person, uh, then even the lightest thing, you could put a little blindfold on your partner and that person has a terrible fear of blindfolds. Right. And, and you know, if you're not communicating... Then you don't know that, and now this person, oh, I want him to be happy, so I'm going to try to suffer through this blindfold, and then that person's going to be like, oh, well, she doesn't like it, she doesn't like it, I don't get it, what's going on? And it's a mess. Just because you didn't communicate. Right. So even doing the lightest touchy-touchy fun, try in the beginning, like I said, take the power out. Take the role play out, unless that's really what you like, and that's fine. You want to play around like I'm the secretary, and you're. But the... that's always there. You can always yeah. bring it back in. But to sure. start off, you're right. Just, yeah, just what is it you like? Play. You, have you ever wanted to be spanked? Have you ever, you know, you can bring items up for a person and ask them a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that and that's why I kind of have that lightly masturbating thing. Yeah. Because when people are that stuck and they won't talk, that's a way that you can right. sometimes get them to talk. Right. 
Well, that is fascinating. These are good ideas. This is just an introductory uh, quick overview because we could talk about this. We will talk about it more, but thank you very much. Uh, Again, the book is Fifty Shades of Curious. You can get it on Amazon. Um, And it's meant for people who are just curious and asking questions and beginning. Yeah, it's actually subtitled BDSM for Beginners, so you can't There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you both. It's been great to have you here, and uh, we will have you back again. Always great to see you.